We are live, Tornado Tag Podcast, episode 130, or 128, sorry, 137 was banging beers. 128, oh. Tornado, Pack, Tornado Tag Podcast, you super got excited tonight. We uh, we have on Chris Van Fleet with us tonight. How you doing, man? Doing great. Look at the production quality here. My goodness. We, we try I am actually best. CGI, Chris. I'm not real. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You guys have an incredible budget here. Wow. <laughs> I wish. But, uh, it's, it's amazing what you could do with some curtains in the kitchen, you know? <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Don't worry. It's just between us. We're editing that part out. (laughs) We're live, baby. (laughs) What? Yeah. So we'll we'll we normally do in the beginning here our sponsors and everything like that, but we are uh, we want to as much time as possible with you because we have so many fun questions and so many things we get into. We will get to the sponsors towards the end of the episode Mm -hmm. to get that out of the way. But uh, we met at the Legends of Hamburg Fieldhouse during the Legends of Hamburg event. We got to I got to pick your ear. You probably got annoyed by me because I was (laughs) around you the whole night. It's like, hey, that was great. How does this stuff work? You know, I like no, because honestly, you're someone who I uh, I do listen to quite frequently. I I'm I'm doing the whole backlog. I, I'm trying to go from like because I started about hat like maybe a year ago, and now are not like around there. And I'm trying to build my way up. Okay. Um, so I am a fan of 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 your your show. Um, it's awesome because pretty much everything you're into is the stuff I'm into. So you interview all the people I would want to learn about. <laughs> Love and then it. sometimes you surprise me with some fun ones about like people who wrestle alligators and stuff, which was <laughs> didn't think I'd be into. But the 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 mark of a great interviewer is I'm they make you in <laughs> interested in the person they're talking to, and you do a fantastic job with that. That is very kind. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so glad to be able to catch up with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got to see you again at PPW. You yes, got to come hang yeah, out there. Right, so yeah. you've been you've been making your way to Pennsylvania a lot. How how do you like the state? I've been to Pennsylvania more in the last few months than I've been to Pennsylvania, I think, in my entire life. Because That's awesome. Between the two times you mentioned, and then I also had a wedding with my girlfriend. She's from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or New Jersey, Philly area. So yeah. I was there like three times in like two months. So, And she's like, you've been to my home state more than I've been to my home state. Yeah, you should just move here. Yeah. We'll, we'll I, I would, except the fact that you're wearing a beanie right now. And, uh, you know, it's 75 <laughs> degrees here. At 75, we're probably at what, 40? two right now yeah and i just there? have long hair so long i have the 30, beanie 37, on to, um, 37 degrees yeah, yeah. Ooh, so it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's reverse it what he yeah, has i have heat in my house i just have long hair and i want my in my hair in my face you know <laughs> mm, fair enough chris sure. spent enough time in canada he's had enough of that yeah, for his life say, it's true you yeah yeah, after yeah and I'm, then you I'm want to go to where it's warm after you've been there. Yeah, <laughs> after Florida, then now California, it's like, you know, I there's very few states I want to live in now unless there's palm trees. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I, I don't you. blame you. Uh, well, Brian, let's uh, let's do our little dive here in the beginning of a summary. If, if you don't know anything about Chris. So he'll... Uh, so yeah, what we just brought it up. Chris is originally from Ontario. And growing up there, what where was the spark that got you into TV media in general? It Radio. was when I was four years old, I had a Fisher Price tape recorder with like cassette tapes. We're taking it way back here. Mm-hmm. And I would pretend with the microphone that was attached to it, I would pretend that I was the radio DJs that I heard on the radio and pretend that I was the Blue Jays broadcasters because I was a big baseball fan growing up. So that was really where it began. And if I'm being perfectly honest with you guys, the idea of being a broadcaster, radio or television, it, it's a long shot, especially in Canada. Oh, yeah. So. I liked it. I loved it. I was passionate about it. I had a high school class called Communication Studies where we would pretend, not pretend, we would learn about television and radio. And I learned all the different aspects of it behind the scenes, in front of the camera. And I just loved it. And when I was time to graduate 
high school and go to college, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to go for communication studies to be my major. I would always love to have a job that doesn't feel like a job. That was, that was really it for mm -hmm. me. With that long shot, have, did you run into anybody, whether it was in Canada or your media spots in the States, that has kind of made it too? Hmm. So like it's like it is coworkers. Yeah, it's it's been definitely a long shot, right? Actually, one part I forgot in my story here was in high school, I did the morning announcements, which was like my first intro into Ooh. doing some sort of radio broadcasting. But I didn't have anyone along the way that was going, like, I'm doing this thing too. Like, let's do this together. I was kind of on my own journey. And then as I got into it a year or two or three into it, someone else would have like a really similar story. And I'd be like, oh my God, like we're on this path together, like trying to make this work because this was before the days of podcasting. This was the, before the days of YouTube where you had to like go out. I volunteered at a radio station, volunteered at a TV station just to get my feet wet, just to see if I could do it in the real world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the reason I bring it up is I, years ago, I heard this interview with Maurice LaMarche. He was the guy who does the voice of the brain and like Pinky in the Brain, his father was a newscaster in Canada. And in Ottawa, he worked on the same newscast as Alex Trebek and Peter Jennings at the same time. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, I learned through interviewing Renee Paquette, Renee Young recently that we grew up like five minutes from each other. Oh, wow. Which is, which is crazy because you, you're you both the know. podcast I probably listened to most of. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you're both fantastic interviewers. She's from Ajax, Ontario. I'm from Pickering, Ontario. And I would run into her when we were probably two or three years into our career. I was working for Sun TV at the time in Toronto. She was working for Bite TV. This is before she was even doing any sports stuff. And we would run into each other at the same band interviews, kind of see each other from like across the venue and be like, oh, like, you know, the casual, like professional, like, hello, like person who also <laughs> works in this industry with me. Hello, <laughs> colleague. And that was really the end of it. And, and now look, at you both killing it. Yeah. I love it. So cool. Um, yeah, you're, you're so where did the turn in the wrestling come from? I'm sure that was later. What made you decide like, oh, wrestling should be something I get into. So I was like aware of wrestling growing up. I think we all are, but I became a big wrestling fan in the late nineties attitude era. One of my very best friends was a massive pro wrestling fan. And you did this crazy thing in the nineties called talking on the phone when you had to play <laughs> oh, weird, right? <laughs> So wild. These things actually like take in place phone calls. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're we're talking like 98 here. So I'm 15 years old. We're having this phone conversation, which you do like pretty much every night before the internet was really a thing. And I knew that at nine o'clock every single Monday night, our phone call would abruptly come to an end because he had to watch Raw. And this <laughs> one particular Monday night, I said, hey, man, we're not quite done with this thing. Okay. I will turn on the TV. I'll watch this wrestling thing with you. And we'll keep talking. And I got sucked into it. It was McMahon and Austin was the big storyline at the time. And I was just sucked right into it. And I went from watching no wrestling to watching everything on wrestling. I dove all the way in. Yep. And the fact that I was on the high school wrestling team, I think helped us a little bit because like I already had that like appreciation for wrestling. And mm -hmm. right. immediately I was like, oh, well, Kurt Angle must be the best because I'm a wrestler just like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you what a actually, time to get in, too. You yeah. Know? You, I, I did the attitude error. That's a great time to get in. Now, you also uh, trained for a little bit, right? There was a brief spin where you were going to get into wrestling, at, like professional wrestling, and, and started training. Yeah. So I was also a <laughs> – before that was a backyard wrestler, which I wouldn't recommend. But <laughs> this was the era when everybody was a backyard wrestler. This was 2000 and 2001. 
me and about 10 or 12 of my friends had a backyard wrestling federation in my hometown. And I was really into it. And having a background of playing sports, I played baseball, of course, hockey growing up in Canada, I was on the wrestling team, basketball team, volleyball team, track and field. I had this like background as being a bit of an athlete. So like I felt like I took to wrestling really quickly. Our version of what we thought yeah, was right. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Not very safe or good at all. <laughs> also, yeah, exactly. Also, when you're 15 and 16 years old, every trampoline now becomes a wrestling this ring. This is true. So, I know yeah, that's what we, I did. We, we can't we can't bury the lead here. What was your super cool backyard wrestling name? Yeah. Oh, I was Chris Sharp. I was Sharp walking, sharp talking, sharp dressing. Whew, geez, almost a little carried away there. <laughs> there yeah, right back into it. It's like I riding a, a bike. I, I was the two-time HCW champion. Oh, wow. I love the names too. The if if that's not pets. on your Wikipedia page, <laughs> yeah. someone add it that. on. No, please. Yes, yeah, Wikipedia <laughs> vandalism. It's great. <laughs> we were actually my first ever appearance on television was talking about the Backyard Wrestling Federation that we were part of. It was on that's the CBC, awesome. which is a huge television network in Canada, and I was on this teen talk show called Jonovision. If anybody <laughs> knows the Trailer Park Boys, this oh, is yeah. J Rock. J-Rock's name is Jonathan Torrens. He hosted this teen talk show called Jonovision for years in Canada. Awesome. And I was a guest on that. Oh, wow. That's a good show. You ever see it? No. It's really funny. Yeah. That's like Brian Alvarez, who uh, works with the Wrestling Observer. He had a thing similar in Washington called the Youth Wrestling Federation. <laughs> and one of the people, they were on TV. And one of the people that was involved is one of the members of Death Cab for Cutie. I forget oh, which what? one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, I decided I, I went to pro wrestling school in the summer when I was in college. I went the summer between like my second and third year of college and I was training there and it's four days a week and it's intensive wow. and yeah, it was taking bumps and I was learning how to run the ropes and we were locking it up. And then it came time to go back to school that year to go back to college. So when I was living at home, it was about a half hour drive to go to wrestling school. When I was in my college town, it was over an hour to go into Toronto to mm. go to wrestling school. And it's four days a week. And it's, you know, $250 a month. It's a lot when you're in college. And yeah, I was definitely. kind of at a fork in the road where I was like, all right, do I focus on school school or do I focus on wrestling school? Because I knew I couldn't put all of myself into both of them. So I decided I would get my communication studies degree. And then if I ever wanted, wrestling would always be there. I could train at any point in time. And I'm pretty happy with how things worked out. I, I get to be in broadcasting and then every once in a while, dip my toe into the wrestling world as either a ring announcer or some sort of guest spot, maybe taking a bump here and there. And it's like, I think it's, I'm pretty happy with how it worked out. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it worked out pretty well. Think, That's pretty cool if you could take a bump for a show because, like, they're, oh, we have Chris Van Vee here. Like, oh, we'll take a bump. Oh, yeah. we can work him into it. And I will. Let's yeah, put that that's out awesome. there. <laughs> well, next time we had a show, I'll bump around a little bit. You should have awesome. super, you should have yeah. super kicked him when he was in it. He was I calling, know, he was calling you down for your championship <laughs> match. Yeah. Seriously, that would be great. <laughs> oh, man. Now I know, and I will smart people up. Now I am smart enough. Yeah. So, what, with what, that, oh, sorry. What would have been your move, your finishing move? Oh, I don't know what my move would have been if I actually got into like being a trained wrestler, but in the backyard, my, <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> my finishing move was the Swanton Bomb. Whoa. But the setup was, that's incredible. Just Incredibles, like spinning, torn yeah, tombstone. Or spinning tombstone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Awesome. I, I, doesn't, there's no psychology there. Right? No, I was going to no. say, none at all. Why wouldn't he do it the other way around? But that's how backyard wrestling works. 
Yep. You'd start the match, lock up, and it'd be like powerbomb. Like, <laughs> yeah. Immediately into a powerbomb. I love that Chris is nice enough to join us. If you're spending all our time talking about backyard, backyard wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> you're happy to do it. <laughs> yeah. What's your show? Wait, tell us more about this yard but, business. Yeah, yeah. But, but that brings up something I did want to ask about, and that's time management. Like, uh, you're, you're just bringing up balancing uh, wrestling school and school school, and, and you have a lot of wars in the water. You're doing your own YouTube stuff, you're doing other media work. You own your own fishing weight line wutungsten.com by the way wutungsten wutungsten.com is how we like to pronounce it wutungsten there we go wonder what that's from how do you balance like what what do you find is an effective way to balance everything you're doing i start my day the night before usually and by no means am i like an expert at this but the night before i usually write out all the things that i'm going to do the next day and that's twofold one i know what the next day is going to look like and number two at the end of the day you've crossed all these things off and then you can be at the end of the day looking at hey, what's up jared jared's awesome yeah, yeah jared at serious. the end of the day you hey, can look at on? your list and go oh my god i did 18 things today this is yeah. amazing so that's a big part of it and I've gotten better recently at being able to go, I'm not the best editor. It's time to bring someone on that is a much better editor than me so I can focus on other things. So delegating has been a really difficult thing for me, but recently I've brought on brought on people that have been, that are so much better at this that I'd rather say to them, like, why don't you take care of the thing that you're really good at, which is editing or telling a story with video. And I can focus my efforts on other things. Yeah, I will say this. I had a really big confidence boost seeing you at Hamburg and, and, and you set up your equipment and I was like, I have the same stuff. <laughs> I was like, That's I'm- the great thing about the world that we live in right now, right? Is yeah. like, yeah. we all have these in our pocket and the the audio and the video on it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I was I was looking at it. This because I've been someone who's who spent probably more than I need in equipment thinking I need to have like, because I, I always want to present myself and the, the and the podcast with quality and then i was like over oh, obsessing about it and then i seen you i'm like i i have that same recorder that his microphone's very similar to what i have like he's interviewing maven right now and it's it's like i'm i'm on the right path like it gave me a lot of confidence yeah i love that i think a lot of people really psych themselves out and they go i want to start a podcast or i want to start a youtube channel but I, i'm gonna do it when i have the money to buy the right equipment and it's like, no, no, you just start now, okay? Like it's gonna take you some time and you guys know this, you're a hundred plus episodes in. It's gonna take you some time to figure out what works and what doesn't work and really yep. to find your footing. And look, nobody was listening to the Joe Rogan experience in episode 316, right? Nobody was listening then. It's just a matter of like getting going, figuring out what works. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast, you're thinking of starting a YouTube channel, start. Mm-hmm. And then- in a month or two or 12, figure out the equipment then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you started the the uh, Insight podcast, you, you did start right away with with wrestlers for the most part. Like your, I believe your first interview was um, was a wrestler, right? Yeah. 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 Well, look, the podcast was just kind of taking the audio from my YouTube videos and going, hey, if you don't want to watch the entire video, you can listen to this while you're in the car working out or walking the dog or whatever. Yeah. That was really the idea. What what made you steer down the wrestling path first? Uh, did did you want to enter the wrestling world right away, or did you want to broaden your horizons and kind of dip your toe in a little bit of everything? I've spent most of my career talking, like as an entertainment reporter, and talking to people all across different forms of entertainment. So actors, directors, comedians, and then every once in a while, at the beginning of my career, it was a wrestler thrown in 
mostly just because I was passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And I did my first interview with a wrestler in 2007, Bobby Lashley. Wow. He was the ECW champion at the time. And it happened basically because I looked at a calendar of events that were coming to town and I saw that SmackDown with ECW was coming to town. And I said to my boss, could we interview a wrestler? And my boss was like, yeah, sure. We've done that before. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get paid to talk to a wrestler. This is insane. So that's kind of how it started. Me just kind of peppering these in. And then I was realizing that the model of television that currently exists is unless you're watching channel 19 at exactly 5, 17 PM on Thursday, you know, at this exact time, you're never going to see that. And I started mm -hmm. to realize but we were having these interviews that I thought were pretty interesting. I wanted other people to be able to appreciate them. So that's how the YouTube channel started. And I was just like throwing these long form versions of these interviews up, a lot of wrestlers, but also a lot of other actors and comedians and stuff. And then I was realizing that other wrestling fans like us were really appreciating these. And the numbers on those were really exploding. The first one is like 10 years ago, I got The Miz right before he threw out the first pitch at the Cleveland Indians game. I was living in Cleveland at the time, working as an entertainment reporter for CBS there. He said something just off the cuff, like CM Punk's pipe bomb was the most interesting thing in wrestling since the Attitude Era. And I kind of went, oh yeah, cool, whatever. And we continued the conversation. <laughs> I put that video up, didn't think anything of it, woke up the next day and it had 6,000 views. And I was like, wow. oh. I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> I had like 30 subscribers and I'm sure my mom was like two of them. So like, <laughs> yeah, I can't even I get my mom day, to listen. Yeah. <laughs> woke up the day after that and I had 36,000 views and I went, Oh, like this is crazy. And I realized that people were embedding the video on like Reddit and other different um, forums. And I was like, Oh, like there's something here. Like if I could get just a little, little tiny little news nugget out of anyone that I talked to, maybe this could be just a thing on YouTube. And that was really how it began. Yeah. An interesting thing about your style too, is I feel like when you interview someone, your the conversation feels like you've known them for years. You, 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 it seems like you've, you've had insight with this person forever and you've been buddies and because the way you carry yourself and the way you, 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 you kind of let your person, you're interviewing, let their guard down. And they, and it's, it's almost like a friendly conversation that is an interview. And where I really got to see that with you is with Bobby fish. So I, I got to be the meet and greet guy for Bobby fish and then seeing your first interaction with him ever. And then a couple of weeks later, you're recording a podcast and it, it, it seemed like you guys knew each other for 10 years. Yeah, that was really cool how that one came together too. That was someone I wanted to interview for a long time. But look, I, I just kind of realized that interviews begin either when the Zoom window opens up or StreamYard or Riverside FM, whatever you use, or when you first walk into the room and they're there. And I think that a lot of people make the mistake early on is being one way before the interview and then when the red light goes on then they turn it on and become interviewee or whatever yeah and i realized really early on in my career that you got to build that rapport up with them whether it's 10 seconds before you hit record 10 minutes 10 days 10 months whatever it happens to be like build up that rapport and i was also realizing i was working for mtv2 in canada that was when i did the bobby lashley interview back in the day i was realizing that what fans were gravitating most to wasn't the answer to the generic questions like, how's your tour? Or like, what do you do on the tour bus or something like that? They were gravitating to like these tiny like moments, like these micro moments during these interviews where the lead singer of the band like 
made a funny face or something or the lead singer of the band like referenced some other like meta band and and then that would i would see in the youtube comments that they'd be like oh my gosh can you believe at the seven minute and 18 second mark he said this and i was like oh we need more of those i'm gonna try to see if we can get as many of those just by having a conversation with somebody yeah uh, who was your one of your first interviews you had where you were maybe you kind of had to like in your head you're having that that mark out moment but on camera you have to kind of keep it you know keep it together it was I mean it's got to be the rock like the first time oh, I wow. interviewed yeah. the rock and like he's somebody that meant so much to me still does but meant so much to me growing up like when I realized what the attitude era was with Austin McMahon I also very quickly gravitated to the rock and look I would I would ask people questions in high school simply so I could shout, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> yeah. <at them. laughs> Everybody so that. rock was at the top of my bucket list for people that I wanted to interview. And it wasn't until I was seven years into my career as an entertainment reporter that I finally got the chance to interview him. And it was crazy. I was talking to the WWE PR person at the time and they said, Raw's coming to Cleveland. We're going to set you up with an interview. And I went, sounds great. Like I'm there. Let me know. And we were like weeks out and they were like, yep, yeah, we're going to make this happen Monday, like at six o'clock before the show, like be there. And then it was like that Saturday, I got a phone call from them and they went, so you're ready for the interview on Monday? And I went, yeah, yeah of course. And they said, okay, do you want to know who you're interviewing? I'm like, yes, yes. Tell me who I'm interviewing. And they went, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, tell me, who is it? <laughs> you're interviewing The Rock. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, just threw up. Yeah. I just threw what? up right there. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, he was preparing for his match with Cena WrestleMania 28 and they were having him do a bunch of press right before GI Joe two came out as well. And that was where I was kind of like, okay, this is really cool. Like he's the top of the list of people I want to interview, not just because of what he's accomplished in Hollywood, but because of everything in his wrestling career and everything, you know, that that meant to me. So we were waiting in this room in the Quicken Loans arena in Cleveland, waiting for him to come in. And we're just all kind of like waiting there, me and the two other people that were going to do interviews, plus like some publicists, just a room full of maybe 12 or 15 people. And when Rock finally walked in, he greeted every single person, whether he knew that they were there to do an interview or otherwise. He didn't know. Mm. Hey, I'm Dwayne. Good to meet you. Dwayne, good to meet you. And then he stuck around afterwards, signed autographs for everybody, took photos with everybody. And they always say that you shouldn't meet your heroes, but- if your hero is Dwayne Johnson, you should meet your hero because he's everything that you want him to be and, and more. He's so self-aware that he's one of the biggest stars in the world that he does whatever he can to make the moment special for you. He knows that you're going to go and tell your friends, I met The Rock today. So he does something like really little, like he'll compliment you like, oh, you look like you've been working out, man. And you're like... <laughs> Thanks, Rock. Yeah, the, the Rock thinks I work out. This is crazy. <laughs> that, that's such a great story, but part of me wishes they would have just gotten Dom Morocco to come in. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I'll rock, rock a PA boy for a short, from a most yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, he spends PA. most of his time uh, on your coast, not far from you guys. He's in Virginia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that isn't far at all. Yeah, yeah. four hours. How? How? I mean, I think he's gotten bigger since then. But how? How massive of a human is he? He's pretty big. Yeah. 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 Especially then he was just, yeah. That's like Fast and Furious time where he's just insanely large. Now yeah. he's 
Black Adam coming out. Like, yeah, there was some yeah, in between time there where he was uh, trying to lean out a little more for like kids movies yeah. and things like that. But well, yeah, at that point he was. Speak, speaking of you, job Black Adam, you got to experience the movie premiere recently. Got to see a little Marvel action. Yeah, like, that's so cool. You know, you got to see yeah, yeah. Eternals. How, how was it? It's pretty good. I will say this. It's definitely not a, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. Like oh, they wow. sprinkle in like one or two things here and there, but don't go in thinking like this is going to be a big part of like the MCU. Yeah. But the experience of being there was very cool. Red carpets were a really big part of my career for a long time. COVID obviously, you know, put the brakes on that very quickly for all of us. So to be at the world premiere, they shut down Hollywood Boulevard usually for these world premieres. So it was cool to be like walking on Hollywood Boulevard on the red carpet there. And as I walked onto the carpet, Angelina Jolie was standing like right there <laughs> and she was taking photos. And so I'm like standing there and she's not far away. And then she starts walking towards me as I'm walking towards <laughs> her and she's flanked by these very large security guards. <laughs> so in between me and her is a very large security guard who's staring me like dead in my eye sockets. <laughs> and he didn't you. say it, but I basically reading the look on his face, like, don't you come any closer. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. So, yes. so yeah. no interviews coming anytime soon. With probably, probably not. But, <laughs> but really cool, cool to be there. For yeah, you, you are a big movie guy. Yeah. Love movies. And yeah, I, I spent a lot of my career reviewing them too. Oh wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. I said like he he literally he's a craft beer drinker. Mm -hmm. He likes pop culture he movies. Likes wrestling, and he's so, into wrestling. I mean, he could be on like six of my shows that I do. You know, done. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> the newest member of the IWP Network. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Yes, uh, Brian, you have any? Yeah, uh, with that being said, with having that experience as an entertainment reporter, with really going heavy into the wrestling, is your approach different? If you were interviewing, say, a Damian Priest, would you be approaching that differently than if you were interviewing somebody that may be on a sitcom or in the Eternals or something like that? I think the biggest thing isn't about who you're interviewing, it's what your audience is, right? So if I was yeah. doing this as an entertainment reporter for like my previous job when I was working on the Fox station in, in Miami, you'd have to approach it like, okay, what, what would my audience want out of this? If I was just doing right. it for my YouTube channel, selfishly, I'm just going to ask all the questions that I'm interested in. Like, yeah. Seriously. And I, and I and hope that you guys would enjoy it. Yeah. That's, no, a good, that's good advice though. Yeah. I, I would say from, from what I've been hearing of, of the show is it, he's, he just, you, you stay true to who you are as a person. You don't, you don't put on that fake, um, hey everybody welcome to the show yeah, he, he's he's just like from, from i'm telling you the chris you're here on the podcast the chris you're here right now is, is the same person you're going to meet and when you meet him in person you're going to be the exact same way and uh, another thing too that i thought was kind of cool it's not something that happens very often on the podcast but you're not afraid to you know throw a little cusses out there every no. now and then if needed like nothing in like in a fun context or anything like that like it, you're 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 it's a your, your guards let down i, I don't know it's a, it's a fun it's a fun listen a little bit. So look, if I'm putting this out there, I don't swear very often. I don't yeah. cuss very often. Sometimes I'll do it for like emphasis. Like last month I had a podcast where I was talking about what the fuck are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't something I would normally say in real life, but like for the emphasis, like there's so many people that are right on the cusp of doing that thing they want to do and they keep making excuses for why they can't do it which is really an excuse for why they won't do it. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason in this, I made this podcast was just to say like, the only thing standing between you and the thing that you want to do is you. 
So what are you waiting for? Like, what is it that you're waiting for? Right. I watched one of your videos today and I think you had said something like, um, what it's fear is not, your fear is not going to kill you. It's going to stop you from living or something like that. I, I think you had said something on the lines of that today when I was watching some of your videos. And that's so true. Like if you don't take the leap, you'll never know. And you'll just sit and regret it. Like if you don't try to bungee jump, you don't try to jump out of a plane or do podcasts or even me sitting here speaking up to you today if i didn't do this i would have sat here and said well what did i you know why didn't i you know yeah i love that and i think there's so many people that say oh i'm not that type of person i i could never get out on the dance floor I'm, i'm not a dancer i could never start a podcast i'm just not a good talker and it's like well if you keep telling yourself that you're not that you then become that Right. I am are the two most powerful words in the English language because anything that comes after that is exactly what you're going to be. And if you tell yourself, I am this, and as a positive thing, you can certainly drive yourself in that direction. And if you mm-hmm. say, I am not a good dancer, a good cook, a good sleeper, whatever you want it to be, well, now you're telling yourself, oh, it's okay because you've told yourself, I'm not good at this. So I've given myself an excuse. Right. It's you put it out into the world when you say I am not good at something or I am good at something. That's it's like uh, they always say seven seconds it takes to put something out, an intention out into the universe. So if you're dwelling on something bad, that seven seconds is going to eat you up and it's it's going to come back bad. But if you were thinking, what if something good? What if I get 10 million views? What if uh, I have five, six different interviewers tomorrow or, or whatever it may be? You got to go the positive route, not the negative route. I completely agree. And I think a big thing is what value do you bring to whatever interaction it is that you have? And I think that there's too many people that approach it the other way around of like, what's in it for me? What can you give me? And I think that the reverse needs to be where more people are leading with. You need to lead with, here's what I can give you for this. Yeah, that's that's another thing that's that's really awesome about your podcast is I, I I put it on while I'm at work and sometimes when you're just doing your mundane job or you're going through and not only are you getting a great interview but you are a very positive person and and you, you it, it's contagious because it's not, you're putting that positive energy out into the world for people to consume. Um, now when you first start doing this in media and podcasting, have you ever had those doubts where you're like, man, I'm not maybe where I thought I was at this point in time, or how did you overcome that or build up to that mind state? Or is it something you've already had always had? I think I always had this blind confidence that I could do it. I just needed an opportunity to do it. So like really early in my career, I was just about to graduate from college and I knew I needed an internship to line up what was that, what was next. I knew that I needed an internship to hopefully, maybe, possibly get enough experience to then hopefully, maybe, possibly be taken seriously when I applied somewhere. And I was getting nowhere with an internship, like nowhere. I wasn't, no one was even getting back to me about the possibility. So I had spring break coming up and I reached out to everybody and no one got back to me. And there's a small station that's 60 miles from my hometown. Peterborough, Ontario. And I scoured the internet to find the general manager of the TV station's (laughs) email address. And I sent him an email and I said, hey, I'm Chris Van Vliet. I'm uh, a communications major, super passionate about broadcasting. I'm going to be in Peterborough next week. Peterborough, by the way, is Bobby Roode's hometown. Oh, wow. Glorious. Little little tidbit there. I said, I'm going to be in Peterborough next week. Could I just come in and talk to you about a possible internship? And they basically said, well, we don't usually do this, but sure, since you're going to be in town, let's make this happen. Total lie. Had no plans to be in this town. Hadn't been in that town in like, I don't know, 10 years. (laughs) But I showed up and like 
you know, they say like, you got to get your foot in the door. The, the door wasn't even like a jar. I like jammed my foot in there and like wiggled it open a little bit. I'm here now. <laughs> exactly. So I just knew I needed an opportunity. And long story short on that, they ended up giving me an internship. They put me on TV wow. two weeks into my internship. So my internship at this, because it's a small station, you kind of do everything. The reporters there are also shooting their stories, writing their stories, uh, producing their stories. And I was following the reporters around as they were doing all of this. Two weeks into it, the assignment editor goes, here's your story for the day. I said, oh, cool. Like, who am I going out with? They said, you're going out with Terry, but this is your story. You're going to be on the six o'clock news tonight. Wow. And my internship from that day on was me being on TV until they ended up creating a job for me to end up like leaving my internship behind. Because by the way, I was working my old high school job in the fish department of a pet store to pay for the gas to drive to my internship. Wow. wow. About that. That's, that's, that's the that's, grind right there. But yeah, yeah but it worked out. Drive, that's why yeah. like a lot of people, like you said, you won't even take a chance. If you never sent that email, you never would have been there. Right. Absolutely. And I just knew that I had to, I had to take a chance on that. And then about a year and a half later, I knew I didn't want to be just a news reporter for the rest of my life. And that's when I found out about this job at MTV2 Canada. And I would, because I had access to the news cameras, I would go out after my shift and pretend I was doing like entertainment stuff in Peterborough, Ontario. Like, hey, we've got this band that we're going to be talking to. Check it out right now. And I was like doing all these fake MTV-ish things. And then I edited that together and I mailed them the actual physical tape of that. Wow. And I was like, well, look, I don't know how many other people are 23 years old with two years of television experience. Just give me a chance. Give yeah. me a chance. And they Poor. didn't give me a chance until I said, <laughs> I'm going to be flying to Vancouver next week. It'd be so great if I could meet up with you. And they said, oh, well, if you're going to be here again, total lie to fly five hours across the country, but it ended up leading to the job. Yeah, I mean that's that's a thing. Sometimes you have to fake it till you make it, or, or, mm -hmm. or tell tell some white lies. But you got to be willing to make the trip and make the journey. You know, if 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 you sit at your house, you're like it'll never happen, and it's like I'm just gonna yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a that's a the biggest thing is just you got to bet on yourself. That's yeah. what it is. What's the worst thing and, you do? You, you go and mess up, and then yeah. like, at least you gave it a shot. You know? Oh, they I say said, no. That's the worst thing can happen. They say no. Yep. You are yeah. where you are. You don't lose anything. It's the anything. worst that could happen. Yeah. What's what's the Wayne Gretzky saying? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> so, so what I'm hearing, Andy, is you have to just uh, email Tony Khan yeah. and be like, "I'm going to happen to be in Minneapolis <laughs> on November 13th. If you need a third for the Kenny Hangman matchup, I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be there. I'm not. Yeah, don't. Put, I don't want to be, be there. there man, but <laughs> I mean, this is how every extra gets booked for WWE and AEW yeah, and totally. Impact Wrestling. Like that's that's seriously no joke. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who are some people in broadcasting or even in the podcast world that has inspired you or maybe you even can listen to yourself uh, and, and they, they can keep your gears spinning or someone you like to uh, you idolize or like to listen to? So I'll say early on, I remember being in college and setting up my VCR so I could record an awful show called The Ultimate Revenge. Ooh. It was called The Ultimate Revenge. It was on the new TNN. Remember TNN? That was oh, where yeah. When it was Raw the was National Network. Up. Yeah. And I recorded this show. It was an awful show. It was about like getting your friend back when they like screwed you over. Like you were getting the ultimate revenge on them. Awful show. <laughs> but I recorded it because the host was so engaging and so charismatic. And his name happened to be Ryan Seacrest. Oh, and wow. I would watch I this that. show. And then a year later, he ended up getting American Idol. 
That's awesome. And yeah. Kind of made so I think that if you're in the entertainment space and you don't look up to Ryan Seacrest, like you should, because he's like the best and the smoothest. And I think it was him that he was actually quoting Dick Clark, who told him, if people think they can do your job, like if, if people think that your job looks so easy that you can do it, that means you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Seacrest is like the epitome of doing that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, that, that totally is. So I, I feel that really hard right now because I'm <laughs> like, well, I see you've been doing a podcast for a while. I'm going to start one. Like, all right, yeah. good luck. Yeah, right. <laughs> I look, I always say the best thing about podcasting is anyone can do it. And the worst thing about podcasting mm-hmm. is anyone can do it. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, there, there is a, uh, the low barrier to entry is definitely a double-edged sword. But on the, on the flip side of that, obviously it's never all sunshine and rainbows. How do you rebound when things maybe don't go the way? You wanted them to go. Look, you can't hit a home run every single time. And I understand that. But all you can do is show up as your best self in that moment. And they're not all going to be 10 out of 10 interviews or 10 out of 10 television segments or whatever. You just have to move on and make your next one better than your last one was. And I think that that's a really important thing to focus on is what's next. Mm -hmm. You can't really focus on what's behind you because that's done and you can't change any of that. You got to focus on what's next. Absolutely. Well, we are getting close to time here. I know you got you got some other prior engagements. Uh, I want to thank you so much for doing this. And I'm I'm going to kind of rip off a bit of yours here because I want to hear your take on it. (laughs) You end every episode with uh, with with gratitude and being grateful. Uh, What are some things that you are grateful of grateful for yourself right now? I love this. I'm grateful for the shirt that you're wearing right now. That's very good. (laughs) Buy your own Be Great, Be Grateful shirt at chrisfanfleet.com. So cheap plug. (laughs) I love that. Also, I don't I don't feel like I answered your question earlier about the podcast I'm listening to. So I'll just Oh yeah, go ahead. I'll uh, list a few off real quick. I I listen to almost every episode of the School of Greatness with Lewis Howes. Ed Milet's show, so good, in-depth conversations with fascinating people. And how I built this, Guy Raz, the NPR show, it I, like as you guys mentioned earlier, I have a business, not nearly one of the size of the shows that Guy Raz is focusing on and how I built this, but so cool to see how these businesses went from like someone's garage or someone's basement to being like a multi-billion dollar corporation. So yeah, one day we'll get out of this uh, this studio that we have built in my kitchen. Beautiful. <laughs> Look, as long as within the confines of these, uh, you know, yeah. Look, who knows what's behind yeah. this Look, right yeah, yeah. here? This is a living room quality show. Okay, <laughs> out of the kitchen. <laughs> we always say we're next door to Joe Rogan's studio. Yeah, it looks like hey, it. Yeah. yeah, he looked like he was in a toaster oven for a year. This is fine. <laughs> we put the red lights in. We're, we're not too far behind. So three things I'm grateful for, and I start and end every day with this because I think that if you can focus on the things that you have in your life, you're going to get more of those things that you have rather than focusing on the things that you don't have. And then what you're going to get is a lot more of the things that you don't have. You're not going to have those things. So health for sure. I'm so grateful that me and everyone that I love are healthy, especially over the last two years. It's been a really difficult time Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So I'm so grateful to have my health. Two, I'm grateful for my family. My parents just celebrated their 47th wedding anniversary. Wow. They are best friends. Dirk and Helen Van Vliet are best (laughs) friends. And they've set this incredible example for, I don't know how I'm ever going to live up to that, but they've set (laughs) set this incredible example of friendship and love and companionship. And so grateful for them and grateful for my sister and 
my brother-in-law, Brent, and my niece, Ainsley, and my nephews, my twin nephews, Colin and Clark. Grateful for everybody in my family that I love. And that extends out to my friends as well. And really just grateful for opportunities. Like yesterday, I recorded our first batch of podcasts at our new studio in Las Vegas inside the Wynn uh, Hotel there. And it's nice, an unbelievable facility. Check out my Instagram or my Twitter and you can see a few clips from there. And just so cool to have these opportunities that are in front of us. And I'm just grateful for the time that we live in right now, where we are on different sides of the country right now in different time zones. And we're talking to each other like we're sitting next to each other. So yeah. grateful mm -hmm. for those kind of opportunities. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're very grateful uh, for you coming on here. Yes. Like I said, you're, you're someone that uh, I, I said months before we even met or I even knew I knew you were booked. I said, if, if I had... My my top four people who who got me where I am now as mm -hmm. a, as a podcaster. I I mean Howard Stern when I growing up for me, uh, Rogan, and then uh, I, I sold all of my collectibles to buy my first set of podcast equipment. So uh, Kevin Smith when he sold all of his stuff to do clerics, and then the other person I was listening to for a long time was like for listening to since then was you and I. Oh wow! Because you I, I the, the the whole monikers were in, in interviews with everyday people were were everyday people just trying to say our views on things but not trying to be overbearing with it i guess yeah. but but you, you you have that same um how i say Probably. uh yeah you, you're the same way you're you're like an everyday person like you i don't know it's 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 a it's contagious down yeah yeah down to oh, earth and everything thank you wow and then i want to say uh thank you jared here uh who's in the chat if if he doesn't get you to hamburg that day this conversation doesn't happen yeah. so and and since that time they have actually joined our network so we like wrestling podcasts who you did an interview with as well uh very grateful for those guys because yeah. if, if it wasn't for them bringing you into pennsylvania in that day uh he, you didn't he doesn't yeah. do he doesn't, he doesn't announce bring your match, my match the and, main event. and he actually was rubbing it in for a while that you actually followed him <laughs> and not me so that was uh, yeah <laughs> we have since remedied that yes, yes we we have fixed that which is yeah. great and uh like i said thank you so so much before we go chris who are some of your current favorite wrestlers real quick oh yeah mm. Oh, yeah, not to, not to talk about wrestling. Not here. to single anybody out that you might interview or anything. So, and why is it Andy Hedder? If it's your next interview, you can say them. That's okay. Yeah. It's a. I mean, it's a long list. It's a long list. I think anytime AJ Styles gets in the ring, you know we're going to do something amazing. Jeff Hardy was a huge inspiration for me. Hence the mm -hmm. Swanton Bomb being <laughs> my backyard wrestling Chris Sharp finisher. Will Ospreay is the best wrestler in the world right now. Yeah. I, I, I like it. Can't like that. He's up there. One top top five, I'd say Danielson, Okada. You know, well, I, my favorite yeah. wrestler is going to be coming out of the uh, out of the WWE soon and heading into the AEW. Oh, yeah, he's a big. Uh, Love Kevin Owens. Yes. There's so many times when I see Will Osprey doing something where I have to like rewind it, and I'm like, <laughs> Yes. How did that? Wait, is that? Oh wow. Yeah, and he put on muscle, and he can still do all them crazy flips. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was he actually inspired me. I had him on the show last like right at the start of covid and he went from being really lean to being like pretty bulky right yeah he went into like, the heavyweight well, competitions right mm -hmm. yeah right man. and i was like well how did you do it and he's like well i just ate more <laughs> well <laughs> then like, let's all do that i'm like well that's that's really simple he's like no like seriously i started tracking my calories on my fitness pal or lifting heavier and you know this is the result and I did the same thing like i started lifting heavier and i put on like 20 pounds and i was like yeah, this does. I'm not a professional wrestler. Like, I don't yeah. need to 
I don't need to be carrying around this much weight. That, that's actually yeah. what I'm doing. I'm cultivating mass. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I'm, I'm You're like on the Will Mac, Osprey diet. I'm like Mac from uh, Always Sunny. From Always Sunny. 20... I'm getting fat to be funny. It's a funny. You it's put a on bit. 20 pounds, but not the same way Will Osprey. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you are listening to is, and I'm, I'm sure you have listened to Chris, but there are so many great podcasts out there that he, he's recently done. I the one with you and Adam Cole was fantastic. I'm also a huge Adam what PA guy. Yeah. You know, huge Adam Cole fan. You have so many great. If you're into everything, tech, check out those interviews is there anyone coming up that you can kind of let us know about to be look for, looking yeah, forward tomorrow's to? episode of insight is with rob van dam oh wow Excellent. i was in vegas rob van dam lives was katie in vegas, there so rvd and <laughs> cvv together there you go was, was katie one with of him? our first interviews in the brand new studio but did, did, was katie with him oh my she wasn't. And I said to him, I said, this is the first time, Rob, that I've seen you in years without Katie flanked by your side. Yeah, but he I did had... say, he said uh, that they are getting married and it was That's eight awesome. days as of yesterday. So seven wow. days from now. I, uh, I, my first time I ever got retweeted or liked on social media from on, on Twitter, <laughs> I made a tweet saying I'm in, I'm in Pennsylvania watching two ECW legends and Rhino and our Van, Rob Van Dam wrestling in front of my eyes. And I didn't see a second of the match because Katie Forbes is ringside and, <laughs> and, and they loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and if somehow, some way you're not listening to us or you are listening to us and you're not aware of where Chris can be found. It is Chris Van Vliet on YouTube. That is uh, V-A-N-V-L-I-E-T. Yeah, we linked everything below. Okay, all yeah. your socials are down there. Your website, all your socials are all oh, there. Awesome. So go follow him. He does a fantastic job. Uh, one of the best in the game. You know what? I, the more I talk and think about all the cool people I like in this business, they're all from Canada. You know? That's right. Canada is where it's at. Yeah, Jericho, Kevin Owens. Not Shawn Michaels, though. Not Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels what? almost made me draw a line in the sand. When he stuck that flag in his nose, I was like, oh, fun boy. thing about Fun fact about Chris Jericho, obviously Canadian, but he was born while his father was playing for the New York Rangers. And to this day, and, and WWE is seen as the quote unquote New York territory. He is the only WWF slash WWE champion that was ever born in the state of New York. Wow. Oh, wow. Everybody, how, how, everybody, how, yeah. everybody thinks McFoley, he was born in Indiana, moved to Long Island. Wow. Oh. Here it is. Wow. Jeez. And it's funny because no one thinks of Jericho as being a New Yorker. No, no. no. <laughs> Not even Jericho. No, he's from yeah, Winnipeg, right. you idiot. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> proud. Yeah, he's proudly from Winnipeg. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll let you go here. Thank you so much yeah, thanks, for Chris. your time today. Uh, anytime we'd, we'd love to have you back. We'll, we'll be in contact and uh, definitely go check out the podcast and keep doing what you do, man. Thank you so right. much. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. Can't wait to see you guys in person again. At this rate, I'll probably be in PA before the end of the year with how often I've been there. So we'll <laughs> yeah. see. Well, listen, wait till it warms up a little bit, Chris. Yeah. yeah places like PPW outbreak though. I'm sure they'll always glad to, glad to have you. So, and I hope they keep bringing we'll make you them. In. We'll make them bump. And you're going to bump. Let's do it. You're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank All you right. so much guys. Thank yeah, you. We're going to let you. Chris go and then we'll see go there, through man. our sponsors and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Thank you again, bud. Thanks guys. All now right. you currently don't have an opponent for the next PPW <laughs> show, right? Chris, do format. We all, I'll get him through. Look, look. I know he's gone, but if Chris would uh, like a shot at the PPW TV title, yeah, I think we can make TV this happen. guy would like a shot at the TV yeah. title. That, I, I'd I, like I, to be on WY. <laughs> I think I think we just book something. Yeah, I know. I know you've been on MTV too, but have you ever been on WYLN fifteen? Have you been on in Pennsylvania? Because yeah. I don't think so. We can uh, <laughs> we can do the old Johnny Moran finish. Superman punch is yeah. over. Yeah. What what a what a fantastic guy. <laughs>
That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of his work. I kind of stuttered a little bit. I, I don't worry. I fanboying a little bit. I'm so, not gonna so lie. So nice of Chris to take some time out to uh, to join us and to hopefully inspire some people too. Some uh, some some great insight. His mm-hmm. gratitude. His attitude is catching. For a lot it's of it's contagious. It yeah. you, you, when you listen to his podcast, not only are you going to get some great insight on some people that you may may or may not even know. Like I said, I've listened to interviews where he had one words like a girl who just goes around on YouTube and she rescues reptiles. Like mm-hmm. she'll find snakes or alligators and then um, they have like a thing where in Florida where you can swim with an alligator. Right. Like, and he's uh, like, oh, how is that podcast going to be interesting? And then you're listening you're like, you never know. Be- because he's such a good interviewer, he yeah. pulls the best out of somebody, which is something I try to do because I don't interview many people like names. I, I interview everyday people and you have to be like that's why I model my my interview style off is the making those people you know worth listening to and and pulling the best out of their story and mm-hmm. and, and making it relatable. But uh, let's get our sponsors in quick. We'll do a little quick recap of the show then, and then we'll get out of here. Um, we want to thank the Tree of Life Metaphysical Shop. They are dedicated to providing quality metaphysical and holistic goodies to you. Not only are they an online presence, but they have a brick and mortar store located in Ringtown, Pennsylvania. They have something for everyone. So stop in, shop online, and see what you can find. Come grow with us. Nailed it. Look at that. This episode is powered by Poddex. So Poddex are unique interview question starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're new to podcasting and existing broadcaster are looking to grow your audience and get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use code IWEP network for 10% off your first order. And the last but not least, we have three sponsors. They need a catchy uh, line at the end. So that I can just say all the catchy lines. <laughs> That's what yeah. I want to do. Maybe we need to do a fishing podcast so we can get that uh, woo tungsten to, uh, to yeah. sponsor us here. Yeah, we'll get that woo tungsten on us here. I, I don't. I think I fished once, and all the thing I caught was the pneumonia. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, start, start of fishing in Pennsylvania, it's yeah. still, like, snow on the ground. Yeah. Uh, not the most outdoorsy person. Yeah, I fished with my grandfather. Years I'm ago. horrible. That's it's all right. But you know what I didn't like? I was like, I don't want to eat the fish. So you just throw them back. I didn't, I didn't want to hurt. If you could fish and pull out like a bucket of fried chicken, then <laughs> it, I, then, it seems like something oh, I would I'd be more, oh more open to try now than 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 I than when I was young. Yeah. I if if you want someone to bird nest the fishing like the 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 reel, no. I'm your guy. <laughs> Because my uncle did, un- untangled it four times. And you get the kid oh, rod. I bet he was cursing at you. The kid <laughs> rod that's it's totally enclosed, and you yeah. push the button on your Snoopy fishing rod. After he did it the third time, he looked at me and goes, "You're you're done fishing." You're done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're done yeah. fishing. Try, uh, trust me. I used to go with my dad too, and like every time I would get snagged, I would he would he would unsnag me on the rocks like five times, and then after that, he's like, "That's it, just just sit and watch." <laughs> All right, Kelly, go sit in the truck. Yeah, go go sit by the tree. <laughs> I could tell Anthony was being a huge mark. He really is. Listen, man, I, I listen to a lot of his content, and, and uh, I would love to we do this. We all yeah. mark out at some point. Yeah. I, I, would I love... don't know what I'd do if I sat next to Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I look up to him because he's not, this is that he, you know, this is something I want to do mm-hmm. personally yeah. as well. And, and he's someone who I, uh, inspired to get to that level one day yeah. but uh, our last sponsor abaddon tattoo studio a unique professional experience nestled in the small town of pine grove pennsylvania and also the second location and in pottsville yes thank you uh, they provide high a quality larger town of pottsville yeah. pennsylvania they provide high quality tattoos and piercings in a relaxed professional and sterile environment so go all check out these all these sponsors and much more at iwepnetwork.com mm-hmm. we have a lot of great shows on there go support if you're listening to this oh. uh, and watching the video live uh, please go follow one of our social media pages. Uh, share, tell a friend about it. Let them know uh, that we exist. Um, if you're listening to the audio only of this, we're gonna. I steal this little thing from Chris as well. Is screenshot it. You know, take a screenshot of your phone that you're listening and tag us and and say, hey, you know, you and Chris did a great job. Yeah, so you don't forget because if you listen 
seven in the morning. I, I do it all the time. The I listen to and stuff. forget by the time of the afternoon. Absolutely. Take the picture, like, oh, there's a you know cute cat picture, and there's that podcast I listen to. Yeah, if, and if like I said, if you're someone who's been watching and supporting us for a long time, a share goes a long way. This was a big deal for for us, but for me as well. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 an interview I I never thought I would get, and we got, and I'm excited about it. So definitely share it out and uh, and do us that favor. Um, Andy, what do you got to plug? Oh, geez. Uh, RWF, or yes, I said it right, is in Harrisburg at the HMAC this Sunday, November 7th, and I will be wrestling Michael Amato. And uh, Kobe Carino is going to be there. Lance Archer was there, but because of his uh, moonsault where he kind of hurt himself, he got replaced. He's out of the, uh, the show. Carlito will be there, Tommy Dreamer, and Madman Pondo. So it's at HMAC in Harrisburg Sunday night. I think it starts at 6 or 7. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As is saying, did you guys talk about the people who got fired? We did not, unfortunately. Uh, is, if there's more, I'm not aware of it, unless more just came across the wire. Stan Stansky. Yeah, yeah, but Stan Stansky, the man with the uh, the fake name. Uh, yeah. Let's see if we can find this. That's a good gimmick. You could yeah. wrestle tomorrow if you were the man with the fake name, Stan Stansky. <laughs> also, this weekend, uh, Saturday, Backbreakers. While I'm pulling this yes. up, uh, we will be in. Uh, I I think. Well, or will you be there? I, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know you weren't officially booked. You had a booking, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the card. Are you, are the you free Saturday or Sunday? I'm free Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I've got the inner peace show on Saturday to go to. Okay. Yeah. So three of us will be at Backbreakers. Uh, we'll be getting yeah. content, interviewing some people. Already, some people chomping at the bit to get an interview with us. So that's yeah. exciting. We'll film some content that day. That will be Saturday. Uh, this coming Saturday, the sixth of November, at the Falcon's, Falcon's Nest in Mayfield, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. just north of Scranton. Uh, doors at 3.30, say, bell at 4. Yeah, it is an earlier show. So, yeah, bell at 4. So, you're, you know, it's in, it's out. You're home by 8 or 9, depending on where you live. Right yeah. Now, you know? Yeah. Should be a good show. Uh, and then I will be at the Sanctuary both Friday and Sunday. Oh, wow. So, we have weekend. fired up Friday night. Do I do some commentary there? And then Sunday uh, is the season finale of the Sanctuary. Yeah, which I forget. What Deliver Us From Evil. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, if, you, if you're excited to see some cool stuff there, it's yeah, the Sanctuary finale. is winding down for the, for the year. This will be season finale of the Sanctuary main show. And there's only like three more other shows that are open to the public. Uh, yeah. Smash. And then uh, another five seven zero. Another, another five seven zero. I think and that's it. Maybe and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's get some of these releases. Oh. Oh. oh real wow. quick. Uh, breaking news breaking, here. Uh, but real quick, the uh, if you want to come to Sanctuary Sunday, um, the champion will be in attendance. Ace, Ace Austin. Austin will be in attendance at the Sanctuary this Sunday. Um, he did just go through some stuff. So if you can come out, buy a T-shirt, anything you can to support the guy, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he'll be he'll be really uh, appreciative of that. Yeah, great. Uh, just lost pretty much everything in a house fire, an apartment fire. So mm-hmm. so definitely come out and show some some love and support. Um, he's coming back to the area and he's gonna he's gonna help out close out the season finale of the Sanctuary. Uh, yeah, we got some big ones here. Oh no, oh boy, uh, talent. Yes. Ooh. Lots can we of make, talent. Not can we Stan make, Stansky. Can we make guesses? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Otis. Your, first, your first guess. Otis. Otis, I do not see. I don't have like a master oh. list here. I'm trying to scroll scroll through. Otis, uh, so far, not released. Okay. Okay. Uh, you go next. Thing. I will say, and I don't want her to be released. And this is going to be uh, just uh, some of these releases are NXT. Some of them are main okay. roster. Okay. I don't want her to be released. 18 releases. But I kind of do because I, I think they will be better off Amber without Moon. Amber Moon. Yes, Ember Moon has been released. Athena to AEW. Athena to AEW. Please, someone yeah. hire. Or even Impact. Yeah. Or just please come. There, there's someone. There's someone they really drop. Come to Pennsylvania. And, 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 and we're not doing you. this because uh, it's been such a positive show. We're not doing this to diminish the fact that people no, are out. A lot of these people no. will be better off. Look I, at Ruby I, yeah. Riot. Yes. Look at her time in AEW is 
already possibly better than her, better. her whole WWE run. Yeah. That one promo she did was like, whoa, why wasn't she doing this for three years? Yeah, I don't want Ember Moon not to have a job because she's one of my favorites. No. I want her to go somewhere where to she's going to now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and well, real quick here, uh, another um, big name coming Sunday, Jamie Sinegal announced oh, to wow. the Sanctuary. Oh, awesome. nice. Yeah. So she'll be there as well. Super exciting. Uh, do you have a guess? Um, No, because I'm not really up on the WWE stuff yet. Okay. So, um, go ahead. I'm going to say NXT. Let's see. Uh, Oh, I Is there any Bray Wyatt size names? Uh, not that big, but we have some big ones. Any, Walter. Any former yeah. champions? Uh, yes. Alexa Bliss. No. Walter. Okay. Uh, former champions. I don't know if anybody on this list was a champion in the main roster. Okay. okay. Ooh. I'm going Walter. Walt, Walter, no. Okay. Uh, Kyle Gargano. Ry- Gargano, yeah. no. Ooh. Kyle O'Reilly? No. Wow. Dexter Loomis? No. Oh, they like him too much. All right, this is, uh, who we got? Who, who's on the so list? So from NXT, we have um, Zeta Ramirez. I don't believe Zeta Ramirez did anything on uh, did anything necessarily on TV. No idea. Who uh, Trey Baxter, who was a newer person, uh, he was um, one of the people that's been on TV. He was the one that was kind of kissing Cora Jade backstage. They didn't do a whole lot with him. He's on NXT 2.0. Oni Lorcan oh, release. Oh, remember when he uh, did that stuff to get a contract again? Oh, yeah, it's just text me and said Ember's gone. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I, I did not, I'd just seen that. So my, I made my Good, guess. She's got, she's got to I, dude, be better I love, off. I love her to yeah. death. I hope she, I should, come to PBW just one night. Just, maybe, maybe. I just want to high five her. She's out of Texas, though. It's going to be a tough, like, yeah, it's going to be a in. Yeah, costly. Jeet Rama, who I don't th- believe did a whole lot. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm lost. Katrina Cortez, I believe she was one that was in the mask, um, with Kalisto. Oh, I, if I'm thinking oh, of the right like person, the, the, the female, Lucha. yeah, we're getting the bigger names now. I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to build up. Here. I like yeah, it. That's I like like it. Um, Jesse Kamea, who has been on TV as part of the Robert Stone brand. Okay, okay, uh, when they Robert Stone's been wrestling lately, and uh, Aaliyah was with her and she got moved up to SmackDown, I want to say, so that was kind of the writing on the wall. Okay. Uh, now we're gonna get some bigger names, Frankie Monet. Wow, she just signed. Gone. Taya wow. Valkyrie already gone. Yeah. And on That's Twitter, a shame. on Twitter, already tweeted Taya Valkyrie. Wow. Um, and these I'm gonna skip. John Morrison, two of them. Might as well release her not, boyfriend. Not yet. B Fab from Hit Row. Wow, that's the girl. She, she yeah, she wasn't very good. So <laughs> That's surprising. I mean, she was just on Raw two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, we say you say that, but we really don't know what they're capable of because well, you are her, held yeah, up in the her, system. Yeah, her you, promo you skills. Know, you were... do not know what they're trying to do with them. Like, yeah, they're pretty much tied down. They're at the. I mean, the rest of them, the writers, were good talkers. Yeah, not so much. I mean, you even said yourself, Alistair Black couldn't talk in WWE, and now you let him off the ropes a little bit in AEW, and he, he can. Cut yeah, a but promo. I mean, but when you are given time to cut a promo and it's not good, yeah, then you know that's on you. Uh, so. Speaking of people who just signed and haven't really had a chance to do anything, Harry Smith, really? Davey Boy Smith what? Jr. released. They didn't even, he didn't do anything. No, he just did a few dark matches. <laughs> That's wow. ridiculous. You have... Uh, He's pretty good, too. Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik okay. Lucha House Party released. I can see why they haven't done anything. I think Grand Metalik has been asking for his release. Yeah, I think he wants to go back to Mexico. Um, Lince Dorado, very good. Yeah, I think they're both very talented. Mm-hmm. They, they were giving them all, when the, all three of them, they, they, they're getting a lot of TV time. They were yeah. actually on NXT, Raw, SmackDown. They were all over the place. And yeah. they, were, they were doing fun stuff and then just never did anything. Uh, also, let me double check this one because it's not on this list. A I lot have. of the cruise rates, the writing is on the wall just so they don't they yeah. move away from that. Yeah. yeah. Nothing against talent. It's just they want big dudes. 
Uh, there was a uh, fake account that said there was a fake uh, Sean Ross, Sean Ross Sapp, who does a lot of these, a fake version of him said Alexa Bliss, but no, she has yeah. not been released. Uh, Eva Marie, though, has been released. Oh, well, they wow. dropped. They lost confidence in her again already. <laughs> it didn't uh, last long this time. No. Laurinaitis is um, citing budget cuts, apparently, oh, when man. he says, this. Uh, hey, hey, I, I got sorry to let you go, but, uh, you know, budget cuts. All right. Bye. Uh, yeah. We're not done yet, though. There's there are a few more here. Um, There's stuff in a trash bag. Some, yeah. uh, some couples. Some couples got released in tandem. Uh, Keith Lee oh, and Mia Yim. Yes, released. Keith Lee. Go go wrestle. No more yes. Bearcat. Go wrestle somewhere where you will be appreciated. Same with me. I mean, yeah, me is yeah, good too. Maybe those come to PW. And, uh, one more couple has been released. Oh, one more couple. I, I said Gargano, so it's not Gargano. Becky and Seth? No, no, no. Claudio and Sarah? Hold on, hold on. No. Oh, that'd be awesome. Scarlet and Cross? Yes. Shut wow. up. Carrion Cross oh, and Scarlet release. Vince just, it's, when he came to the main roster, for some reason, Vince lost all faith mm-hmm. in him. Uh, but they took well, everything they took away. Him, yeah, they took that everything. That was good. Yeah, he came yeah. out and like I'm not a weirdo mask. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Christina Cross. Christina but... Marie had really, like, weird. T- I was talking to her about some of her PPW matches. Mm-hmm. I got to, like, pick her ear a little bit. She's had nothing but awesome things to say about Scarlet. 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 Yeah, she's, she was super Scarlet's cool. a star. She was, yeah. she was yeah. pretty. Like, I didn't watch, but I had seen clips of her and Cross here and there. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, she has the, she has the, uh, the potential to be, like, another Miss Elizabeth, like, be really in there and be the, yeah. the great woman behind the man. When, yeah. But, when, yeah, when she was doing the gimmick and impact where she was, like, sexy girl. And she was giving, like, lap dances. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, she's eating bananas yeah. like, in one bite. And she's working out. She's walking the treadmill on heels and stuff. It was it was great. It was and so awesome. good. And we have one more from the women's division, if anybody wants to make a guess here. Asuka? Nope. Uh, main roster? Main roster. Former champion. There is a former champion that's been released. Mm. Well, it can't be... Uh, natty? Not Natty. It won't be Natty. No way. No. She's made... Yeah, but you know how they think about it. I thought this she, person she, was made. She's old, so we can't. Have this her person, wrestling. not Charlotte, not Charlotte. Oh, I was gonna not say, Charlotte, not Charlotte. I mean, I'm sure that's she's got. She's leaving soon. Not, I, Ni- I, not I Naomi. I, this is gonna really, really make it obvious. I thought this person was made because of somebody they're close to. Oh boy. That didn't make it. Tessa any doesn't work there, no, so no, that wasn't a hint at all. If anything, not, not, a, not, more. not their significant other. It's not Bianca. It's not Sasha. It's could be Zia Lee. They're not like most girls. Naya. Naya wow. Jax released. Wow. Yeah. wow. I don't see much for her out. Maybe impact. I don't see yeah. much for her out. I don't think she's terrible. I don't I don't uh, I, well. Yeah, she hurt a lot of people. You might be the only one on that mountain. Yeah, but listen, when you're the bigger person and people are laying them in on you and she just gives some other few back, yeah, I don't know. Vader? Did you see what <laughs> she did to Kyrie Sane? Did you see what what Kyle or Zia Lee did to uh, that, like that, eight that doesn't people make what Naya Jax did the to, yeah. to people right yeah. yeah i'm just saying there's other people out there who hurt people i mean seth she had a hurt. pattern yeah. nia Jax had a pattern well so did seth rollins but yeah. it was two people really sting and, and balor but no nia Jax. um yeah i, I i'm surprised but i'm surprised but yeah. I, I can see why i can see why yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's crazy it's a shame for her because she could have really represented bigger girls mm-hmm. in this scene too yeah. and just she just dropped the ball well, that, that's true but um there there are bigger girls out there who are better this yeah. is true so, um yeah. do drop Yes, do drop yeah. is one of them. Absolutely. Uh, the Ty Valkyrie is the most surprising because they just signed her. Yeah, I love. I, you know, in the summer, the, right? Great addition to the AEW women's roster. Yeah, if you get her, I just might go back to Impact. She wasn't in Impact yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She has a bond. She's Canadian. Wow. She has a bond with the Killer Lord Cross. Will probably go back to Impact. I would. I would think. Yeah, Impact. Um, Impact I mean, has, RH isn't around no yeah, more, so Imp- no one's going there. Impact has an opportunity to make some noise here. Look, if you have money, 
If you have if you if you are a venture capitalist, there is enough talent out there. Yeah, you could buy to, ROH and get out, sign all these people yeah. that are available, and then have yourself a nice wrestling company. Mm-hmm. And hire Andy Hedder. Yeah, that's right. Sign bring me first. Hattie, yeah, bring Hattie Hedder in first, and uh, sign lots of lists. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really get put fired. us together in a storyline. <laughs> Make sure she gets fired. <laughs> oh, Ember Moon, Ember Moon, and Keith Lee. That I can't wait to see. Out of the whole group, I want to see what they do the most. Yeah. And uh, a recent tweet by uh, Dax from FTR. I wish WCW would have won. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's funny. I don't care what side you like. That's funny. That is a funny tweet. Um, Brian. Oh. Yes. What do you got to plug, my guy? Uh, what I always have to plug. ProjectHumanoid.com. <laughs> you can find my other podcast there. Murder My Dude and Cheesesteak Suplex. We did a little change up here. Uh, these come out the same night. Uh, Murder My Dude is bi-weekly. Cheesesteak Suplex is every week. Murder My Dude is now back to every other Friday at midnight. So what is it now? About eight o'clock almost? Yeah. Uh, in about four hours, a little less than four hours, the new Murder My Dude will be out. We talked Robert Hansen, the uh, the butcher of uh, Anchorage, Alaska, the baker butcher, a lot of nicknames. Ooh. And uh, we'll be talking about him. We do talk a lot about the uh, the Alec Baldwin incident. Uh, of course, we play Who Died the Worst. It's a fun show. And then this Sunday, Cheesesteak Suplex, we're talking about wrestling music in the wrestling segment different uh i actually try to challenge myself to name the track listing of both 80s wwf wrestling albums the 80s ones can i do it yeah tune in on sunday and find out the wrestling album and what's the other one called pile Pile drive yes check out their previous episode uh where they did the spin a wheel make a deal very entertaining our halloween episode the wheel is fun the deal is done uh, the second half, roughly, of that episode, we literally had a uh, app with a wheel, and whatever it landed on, that's what we did. All right. And, and it, it turned out pretty well, I think. You have you have officially made it two episodes now yes. with Tornado Tag. <laughs> Three with the network. Three with the network, two here. How are you enjoying it? I'm loving it. I we, am. I'm trying not to talk over anybody, but I'm trying to get in there, too, a little bit. I just bit, talk so. over them. Just, that's yeah, what just, I do. There's no tag rope here. Just jump in. Just jump Throw in. an elbow. So um, what I have to plug, uh, not really wrestling related, but I do have a crystal formation class coming yeah, she, next She brought Friday. me some today. Yep. I brought yeah, him a, cool. his own personalized mojo bag, I call them. What you do I do with grind this? them up. Mojo, baby. I just put it like in my pocket. Yeah, you can put it in your pocket or put it somewhere here. Keep it on the table, though. While okay. we're doing, while if we're you doing, want to uh, tie this in the wrestling, you can grind it up and it can be like salt yeah. that Mr. Fuji would the throw. The one yeah. thing you could do extra with it is um, actually write your little bit of a wish on the bay leaf and burn it. Or you can put them on your title belt. I'm going to write boobs with a Z. <laughs> That's wasting a wish. We have a wife with <laughs> that, boobs. That really is. <laughs> it's a waste of a wish. What are you so, wishing that you had boobs? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Some no name <laughs> rap band from the 80s comes in. We are boobs. Like, it, it, sound, it sounds like the chicken sandwich at Sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Heidi wakes up. She goes, What the fuck happened? <laughs> I don't want this. Why are there Z's on them? Because <laughs> yeah. there's like Zeus. My nipples look so weird. <laughs> Um, <laughs> WWE is becoming irrelevant in my eyes. It is tough to watch. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm keep I, firing them good people. I say because yeah. they will get work elsewhere. Yep, that's how I look at it. Yeah, sorry. Go back to your plugs. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I have a crystal formation class coming up next uh, Friday at the Tree of Life shop. So it's going to be about a two hour class. It's twenty dollars, and I'm going to teach uh, the different formations Quartz has, like different shamans portals, tantric twins. Um, Lumerians and all that kind of stuff and their mm. metaphysical properties that go along with them. So cool. And, and, it's provided. And you can see her debut at Truth Behind Illusions last episode. We talked about the Fae, and that mm-hmm. is not Heidi's mother. 
which is not my mother-in-law. It's about, or, uh, it's, or Andy's uh, celebrity crush. Yeah, Tina Fey. Tina Fey. It's, say, um, it's all alien. I want to say a couple more people know Tina Fey than Heidi's mom. Everyone knows Heidi's mom. <laughs> She's uh, she's a superstar. No, um, yeah, check out the Fae. We talk fairies and alternate dimensions and universes. Um, I think we landed on our next topic for Truth Behind Illusion. I heard I heard a good one today. The guy was saying that time travel is traveling to different dimensions, time in different dimensions, rather than time in your own dimension. I was like, I don't like that at all. Well, that's the um, the idea behind the grandfather paradox. The whole thing where you, time travel can't be possible because if you go back in time to kill your own grandfather you were never born so you could have never done it yeah time parallel um, but the idea is if you go to, a to another dimension. another or pa- parallel yeah, universe, pa- yeah yeah you can but then when you come back nothing changed in yours because you changed in their one yeah right. i don't like that anyway continue but yeah you can check out our last episode truth behind illusion uh and the next episode we're going to be talking about a ufo incident that happened in pennsylvania mm-hmm. Which is very exciting. <laughs> it's is not exciting. too far. It's like two and a half hours away. It's kind of near Pittsburgh on the outskirts. Well, it's probably like an hour from Pittsburgh. Once it gets nicer, again, we should we should go explore. Um, looks like a giant mushroom. Yeah, I don't spaceship. think there's anything. I think the town has a little like statue or something like that. Maybe maybe you eat it and you get really big. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like happens. <laughs> and then uh, not uh, not cool in high school on Tuesday coming up. We'll be talking Mortal Kombat. Get over I'm excited for that. Yeah. One. yeah. And he's gonna and he's gonna run down do Mortal Kombat. And then, is the uh, Miz still lobbying to play Johnny Cage? I know that was a thing. Yeah, he, he is, and out. I hope he does because they want to make a sequel to the movie that came yeah, out last yeah, year. Yeah, well, last he's year. gonna be back. Uh, hope maybe this week he's yeah. off of Dancing with the yeah. Stars now, so the Miz may be back on Raw. I yeah. think that he'd was be a great was, Johnny Cage. Yeah, that was the alludement at the end of yeah, because they they find the poster. Yeah, Cage. That that was the one thing I kind of was upset with 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 that Mortal Kombat movie. Like no Johnny Cage right off the bat. Yeah, it was like the origins though it's like right we're right. getting to mortal kombat right. one yeah right. all right well that'll do it for uh tornado tag podcast i almost said a different show's name thank you all so so much for hanging out sharing this episode mm-hmm. watching along with us uh thank you once again to chris for joining us it was it was it was a fantastic time um yeah go follow him on all social media you probably already do the guys the guys killing it and go check out his previous episodes like i said i recommend the the adam cole one was really really good if you're an adam cole fan Um, it's funny because he's played such a scumbag on tv but once he's off that camera he is the nicest human being and also real quick speedy recovery to some of the uh the indie stars that had a a rough time over the weekend uh dan housen yeah dan uh very hurt housen right there uh mance warner banged up and uh matt tremont still recovering from that death match with onita Ooh, go watch that on iwtv uh get get the get the plays going on that thing because that guy risked it all for for everyone's entertainment and uh Mm -hmm. go support him h2o Um, Yeah, definitely do that. That'll do it for us on Tornado Tech Podcast. Here's some Billy Trey. We're out of here.